Okay, time out. And then, yeah. Okay, you just cut out for like three seconds. So start oh, okay. your story over again. Oh, gotcha. How come I cut out? I don't know. You just like froze, like you froze in place, and then. So I don't know if you're All moving right. around too much or what. Where do I start? And we're live. Ladies and gentlemen, waxers. If you will. Welcome to the Nostalgia Wax Podcast. My name is Frank. I'm joined by my friend, my co-host Josh. Wax on Josh. Wax on Portland bound Frank. Or not Portland bound. Portland and Frank. Portland Frank. Hey, Portland Portland Frank. Portland Frank. Yeah. Yeah. So if it it, uh, sounds like I'm phoning it in more than usual on the podcast yeah uh, dad uh, joke dad <laughs> joke see, i got i got it before you did i knew you were going there it's because i am skyping from portland i'm out here on business but you know what josh the nostalgia wax podcast it it carries on my friend it's business yeah, it it's business time Ooh, business time yeah I, I like business. I do sit. I look at this. I got my business socks on still. Oh Jesus Woo. Christ! Business socks because it's business time. These... Yeah, so it doesn't matter. East, East Coast, Midwest, West Coast. You may be three hours ahead of me, but I'm three hours behind you. Well, I'm three red pop shandies into this evening, so I'm ready to Josh rock. Made, Josh made me very. Je- Ellis, when he displayed his gorgeous red pop shandy, which is uh, two parts lemonade, one part red pop, two parts beer, and one part amazingness. Delicious. Very delicious. Deliciousness. I, myself, am am drinking a a West Coast IPA by a brewery called Breakside. Breakside Brewery, they're out of Portland, Oregon, and they make a delicious nectar of the gods called Wanderlust. Ooh. It's an Indian pale ale. It's an Indian pale ale. Uh, five fresh northwestern hops, tropical, nuanced, north of refreshing Wanderlust. And it's got a cool wolf on it. Check this out. Ow! That's a, that's, 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 that's a cool wolf IPA. That's what they call that. Uh, I, I miss the band Wanderlust. Did you ever hear of them? The band Wanderlust? Yes. No. Okay. They were, they were right around the time of the Counting Crows. They sounded similar. Did they? They did. Oh, they sound to me like an Oasis cover band. Wanderlust? Mm-hmm. I don't know why. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? It wasn't like Oasis a cover band in and of itself, theoretically speaking? <laughs> kind of. I think they were. So they were a cover yeah. band of a cover band. 
cover band of a cover band. Sweet. Let me tell you how nice it is, though, to be on the West Coast. So I got to visit a amazing place out here in Portland called Voodoo Donuts, mm. which for the longest time down in your basement, uh, you've got a sign there that says, I got VD in Portland. Yes. And uh, <laughs> the context is lost until you actually go out to Voodoo Donuts out here in Portland and, and understand where that signage comes from. So I got to go out here and I have to say I'm thoroughly disappointed in you because if our listeners recall, uh, we had mentioned that you were, were up in Seattle a couple of episodes ago. Well, you were actually here in the Portland area and then you traveled up to Seattle mm-hmm. with your lovely bride. And you guys did not make a stop at Voodoo Donuts. No, it was not in the cards at that time. All the Voodoo Donuts are pretty much downtown. And downtown Portland is very big and very difficult to get to with traffic out there. Uh, It is. I went there actually on a Sunday. And uh, there are two Voodoo Donut locations. One's like deep downtown and then one's kind of across the bridge. I ended up going to the one that was across the bridge because the line... uh, What's funny about Voodoo Donuts is when you go there, the outside of the establishment, there's an actual freaking queue line. Oh, like okay. A queue, like you're at Cedar Point or something. There's a queue line that wraps around the building that you have to wait in. And uh, so I was like, screw that noise. And I went north across the bridge, or I guess that would be east across the bridge. And I went to the second one. There was still a queue line there. I waited like 45 minutes for donuts. 45 minutes for donuts? 45 minutes, but they were some amazing donuts. I had a, a, a voodoo donut there. It was raspberry-filled and delicious. I had a bacon maple bar. I had uh, a donut called the Butterfingering. Butterfingering. The Butterfingering, and I had a donut called Old Dirty Bastard, which was Oreo cookies and peanut butter drizzle. Now, longtime listeners of the Nostalgia Wax podcast will be more more curious about whether or not you got the nutritional values on those no 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 Somebody's this was gonna uh, tell your wife nah she'll one she never listens to this podcast two i already made her aware of it and she instantly asked me about the caloric intake to which i responded i don't know i'm portland frank portland <laughs> frank just does whatever he wants portland frank so what the um, hell was that I don't know. I may, I may pay for it when I get home, but whatever. Whatevs. All right. But uh, but we're not we're not here to talk about Portland Frank or the West Coast or how many calories he's taken in on this trip. Uh, we're here to kind of play catch up, aren't we? A little bit. So as some of you may remember, last episode it was fully intended for us to have both a kind of recess and lunchtime episode, and lunchtime just. Uh, it's similar to a voodoo donut, just kind of tick it and uh, gave you the runs. So <laughs> that it did. That yeah. it did. It got it, it got away from us. It what, did what get away say? from us. Kind of yeah. like a waistline in Portland. Kind of like your way. How many how many fat fat Frank jokes are we gonna make? Fat fat Portland Frank jokes. I don't know. It depends on the next time I see you. If you got two chins or three, <laughs> it'll be four. Yeah. You get you get a chin for every donut you eat from Voodoo Donuts. That's so good, I can't believe it. <laughs> That's all you got? Yeah. All right. <laughs> so yes, we were going to do 
lunchtime and recess hour and uh recess did not happen so hey guess what time it is everybody hit that time bell recess time oh i can't hit that That ring my bell yeah so uh little uh anita Anita baker anita baker ring my bell didn't she sing ring my bell i thought it was it's not gonna be gloria gainer i don't think but i don't think it was no yeah all right, we're 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 just failing on yes. the music point right here. Yes, so far, but it's okay. The only the, the only person who yells at us would be Eric. This is true, <laughs> and I'd be shocked if he knew the uh, answer to who sang "Ring My Bell." Uh, he'll know it, possibly. So, recess—that special time after lunch. But before you had to go back to class, you got a little bit of time for yourself, a little bit of dose of Frank, a little bit of dose of Josh. <laughs> yes. Everybody can have a good it. time at recess. Frank, what are your memories, your earliest memories of recess? I, I personally remember a lot of time spent on the playground. I do too. Uh, the The one thing that I remember doing out on the playground, I remember the swings being a big thing. Do you remember swings being like a big thing for you when you were younger? Lots of competition on the swings. Lots of competition on the swings. Now, swings ideally are, are made for enjoyment. And in fact, as an as an adult now, I I find myself enjoying swings more and more. It's just it's great. You can, especially as a a, a little kid, you could get that roller coaster kind of feeling, but you weren't on a roller coaster, and that expanded into the competition, like you said. So I remember distinctly on the swings getting as high as you possibly could and then letting go at like near the peak and launching off the swing and seeing just how far you could go off the swing and land successfully. And then once you landed, that was your spot. And then other kids had to try to beat you. Yeah, there was definitely the launch aspect, but did you ever go so high, almost like Icarus, you flew too close to the sun and you let go at just the wrong time, and as you were coming down, you still kind of clipped the the seat on the swing itself, and like tumbled and busted your ass on the way down. Oh no, that sounds terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> oh God, that's something that happened to you. Yeah, for sure. Oh Lord, have mercy. You get please. that good swing going, and like you, you're yeah. like ready to launch, and you go to launch, and you you're past the point of momentum carrying you forward, as opposed to like. Your fat ass getting stuck midway up and then. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, it looked like the coyote when he runs off a cliff. There was that oh. split second of, oh Christ, what's going to happen next? That sheer panic before you fall and tumble to the ground. I have to imagine that was a visit to the doctor. No, no. There. That, surprisingly enough, there was uh, the, the good hardy wood chip pile down there ah, so yes. kind of cushioned the fall a bit but it was still like yeah. the taller swings so uh, yeah not very fun i don't suggest that's, people try it that's right you had the short set you had the taller set um now i never unintentionally fell off the swing like that that sounds awful uh, i do also remember that once we got a little dare i say balls here on the swings uh we started to incorporate the flip did you ever do this the flip yeah, so kind of what you did, but actually intentionally and not unintentionally. So as you got to the top, you would kind of let go and kind of flip backwards. 
and then you would see how far you could go after flipping backwards. On so it. more of a dip as opposed to wait, no, you actually let go at some point. Yeah, you let go towards the top, so then you let go and you kind of swung your your feet back, and oh, then you would try no. to land a land a backflip. No, that sounds all kind. Of, no, I. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That that sounds like Brock Lesnar trying to pull off for shooting star press and landing on his head action right there. That's not good. That should that's, not happen. That's actually that's a good reference there. That's kind of what it was like. That was like a, our our swing version of the shooting star press, basically. So yeah, no, I, I saved all my wrestling shenanigans for like diving boards and pool <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah. Did you uh, did you ever have that kid that? Uh, that swore on everything he could possibly swear on. Oh, let me guess. At one, well, go ahead. You know, there was this one time that I went so high on the swings that I actually flipped around on the swing like, over top. <laughs> the mythological flip over the top of the swing set. Everyone out there, if you're listening, you had that one kid who swore by everything that they held dear that they had at one point in time swang completely around and over top the swing set. Yeah, it can't be done unless you're in like the circus and you've got like 10 people on uh, the, like the, the big boxy looking swing thing and they can go all the yep. way around. Yeah. Yep. One person on their own can't do it on the swing set. Nope. It, uh, it just uh, logically it's not possible. I, I wish I would have understood physics more and could break down an equation to show exactly why this kid was wrong at the time but as a youth you know there's some things you just kind of believe and so you believed it well yeah i oh, mean man. I... as as a as a small child yes you, especially because i i would see this kid who claimed it and he got he he would get like really really high and then he would be kind of like bailed out by the 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 lunch moms or lunch monitors or whoever recess monitors who were out there and said hey stop swinging so high he'd be like well i tried guys (laughs) so so you all saw it i I was almost there and they totally stopped me so i mean you gotta give me credit because i was gonna get there Yep. So uh, swings were a big part. I remember swings out there. Did I'm sure you got to the, at least the point where you like on the reverse swing, you got to see like up over the bar. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. For sure. And that's when the uh, you know that's when the little the little tinglies oh, yeah. happened on the the inside of your stomach like uh, like when you climbed uh, climbed the rope in gym class. Those Ooh. just kind of tingly things. Climbing the rope in gym class. That's another scary thought. Were you oh, able to climb the rope? No, that's flat out nightmare town. I, uh, I I would get maybe about halfway there, maybe three quarters of the way there, and then I'd be like, "No, I'm done." So they, I, I remember in gym class they'd have like the there'd be colored tape around the rope, like different spots you had to hit, and I could only get like to the yellow one. There was like a green one, and then like a a black one at the very top, which I'm sure signified instant death when you got to the top of it that's why it was black um but yeah that's no that, that, that wasn't for me the rope was actually one of the few things that i could do well really yeah i was able to climb the top of the rope really yeah uh, and you weren't afraid uh i was probably too stupid to know any better but yeah no it didn't freak yeah. me out or anything 
Yeah, they put that like they put that blue rubber mat underneath. Like that's gonna do anything <laughs> if a kid falls yeah. sixteen feet from the ceiling. Well the the <laughs> secret is maybe this is why I was so successful because like being a little fat kid I had like chubby thighs and you just Ah squeeze them chubby thighs together. You sc- <laughs> and you're not going anywhere. That's right. That's awesome. It does kind of put a cramp on the uh the family jewels, but hey, I climbed hey, to the top got- of the rope. You got to the top, and there's only I, I, that's like when we're talking about like the one percent of something. You're in the one percent, my friend. Oh yeah, I couldn't, not, I couldn't do pull-ups to save my life. I could get up to maybe like ten or twelve, but I was definitely not meeting Arnold Schwarzenegger's requirements for like the the president's award for physical education <laughs> or anything. <laughs> um, back outside of the playground, do you remember? Uh, did you guys? In I'm talking elementary school. Did you guys have like a like an actual outside of the swings like a play i guess space area where they had like slides and monkey bars and all that oh, stuff for sure yeah um do you remember and i don't know if this is just me and warren and the the cheap playground equipment that they put there but um do you remember the metal slides oh, that they yeah. used to have there yeah and how in the it didn't even have to be the hot hot summer it just had to be a even a partly cloudy day, the sun would hit that steel and you'd go to slide down that thing. And if you had shorts on that legit second degree burns. Yeah. Butt cheek bacon is what I like to call it. Butt cheek bacon. Yeah. There's, there's this un, ungodly noise of like, <clears throat> Oh <laughs> yeah. That's, that's just squeaky slidey noise. And it's along with a little like, yeah. Like sizzle as you're going down. Oh, it's the worst. It's like one of those things where if you ever had to do a DNA test, you can either get the swab in the mouth or you can go down a hot slide and yeah, <laughs> I'll just scrape the slide afterwards. <laughs> oh, my. oh, that's so bad. True story. Oh, that's so bad. So yeah. I, our big one on the, the playground w- w- was the year that we came back and we had a merry-go-round. Ooh, Ooh. fancy pants. Nice. Yes. Yeah, merry-go-rounds. So the merry-go-rounds, it it quickly became the thing to see. uh, You'd get like 10 guys all standing around the merry-go-round, and then you would put one poor soul in the, like, like hanging on to it in some capacity and see how long, how fast you could get going and how long that person could hold on. Yep. And then you eventually got like tossed, like you were trying to ride a bull in a rodeo. Yeah, it was just ragdoll physics in real life. Yes. <laughs> you got tossed. And uh, I do remember that. we I can't remember if I actually had a merry-go-round at the elementary school. It might have just been at a park that was possibly nearby. But I do remember getting a bunch of guys around it and... It was always the you know the like the strongest dude out of your group who would mm. hop on last because he'd be the one on the outside like grabbing and kind of like and, and flinging it yes as he's going and then last second kind of jump on and everyone's like holding on like this and then oh man it was it was always yeah. impressive because like there was always like you said that one big huge burly dude who would, and that wasn't me I was uh, fat and weak as we've established <laughs> there was always that one dude who was just like could just heave the ever-living ish out of the merry-go-round 
And you always wondered, like, what is this going to transition to in life for this person? I would have to imagine a successful career on Wheel of Fortune at some point. But otherwise, yeah, no. It's There's nothing else that's going to happen for that guy. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, impre- it was impressive at the time, though. It's amazing the stuff that impressed you as a as a young kid. <laughs> oh, man. I had so many comments I could say to that, but I won't for <laughs> Trying to move, fa- trying to move past family problems. <laughs> so uh, slides, merry-go-rounds, swings. Yeah, slide, merry-go-round, swings. Monkey bars. Monkey bars. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, I'm. Here's the deal: is Frank. Frank does not like heights, and he never has. So with the monkey bars. Yeah, you could climb across the monkey bars, whatever. But that wasn't the cool thing to do. The cool thing to do would either be to hang upside down on the monkey bars or climb up to the top of the monkey bars and sit up at the top. But Frank was always afraid that he was just going to fall to his doom. (laughs) So I never actually did that. I didn't like heights, and I always felt like I was going to fall. Like constantly, nonstop. That you were going to fall if you hung upside down? Yeah. Yeah. Now, I would hang upside down like on the swinging bar that was closer to the ground. But as soon as you got me like more like five, like what, six and a half, seven feet off the ground on those monkey bars. No, 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 no. Frank is not going to do that. So I was, I was scared. Yeah. I always remember they had like, small monkey bars that were spaced out just enough to where you could you know you'd have to pull your knees up you couldn't let your legs dangle and you could get a good like monkey bar rhythm going like like you're playing in a video game <laughs> monkey bar rhythm monkey bar rhythm you get your little butt slide going on and yeah uh, but yeah they were never tall enough for me i really? feel i could have been like an, an olympic uh, athlete at the monkey bars had Olympic had, monkey bar? Yes, Olympic monkey do, bar. Do they, do they have that? I bet they have something like that. Well, they've got the rings, but yeah, no, that's that yeah. requires skill, and I yeah. clearly do not have that. <laughs> you never know. You could have been a contender. I could have been on the pommel horse. Yes, you could. You could have. You could have. It could have I, branched. This this is this would have been me on the pommel horse. I'd have got, done that big run up to like hit that little tiny board to like spring up onto the pommel horse, and then. <laughs> I would have snapped the shit at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> you act as if it really happened. <laughs> it did. It just did in my mind. I just wish I could have seen it live. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. pal. Appreciate that. <laughs> I'm, I'm there for you. So, I think we covered our bases as far as all the different wonderful playground equipment did you happen to play any games in your recess days yeah of course i mean that was that was the big thing it uh eventually kind of evolved from just simply the playground equipment to actually getting out there and starting to play games uh did you uh did you ever play red rover red rover i remember playing like at big field days uh-huh. So at school, so I, I don't know. So Technically not the, recess probably, but so these so at field days, so these you played in sanctioned Red Rover events? <laughs> yes. 
you guys never had field days where it was just like day off school and we're going to go outside and we're going to play a bunch of games? No, yeah, we did have field days, but in no way, shape, or form did we play Red Rover. Did you ever have like the uh, uh, the helicopter come and land out in the field of your school or anything? What type <laughs> of school did you go to? Just regular Briarwood. <laughs> regular Briarwood? They just had helicopters that landed in the there field like a, on field days? The police helicopter came and, and landed there one day. What the crap? That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty cool. We couldn't really go near cool. the helicopter or anything, but it was just kind of like... No, of course not. I think the guy got... It might have been like a, a D.A.R.E. sponsorship. So it was like, hey, kids, if you don't do drugs, you can have a helicopter. If you, <laughs> if you, don't, if, if you don't do drugs, you can have a helicopter. Yes. Not, not you can pilot a helicopter one day. Kids, you can have a helicopter. You can have you a helicopter. Or you could deal the drugs and have two helicopters. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, you, you can deal drugs and have multiple people fly helicopters for you yes. deliver your goods across the country. And submarines, if you're so inclined. And submarines. Um, so I want to get back. You, so you had the sanctioned Red Rover events. So what I did was more, how you say, street Red Rover events. Street. Now, these got to, now, now, street Red Rover. So tell me, tell me what your Red Rover games consisted of. It was usually you'd get guys on one side, uh, a lot of times girls on the other, and you yeah. would you would demand whoever the hottest chick was to to come over to your side. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's usually how that went. Ah, okay. Um, so, which which our... usually worked out for me because then on the opposite end of that, the girls would usually call out the hottest guy. Yeah. And they would be like, oh, we don't want to pick Josh. But hey, guess what? At the end, I got oh. stuck with a line full of ladies. Look at that. Backfired on them positions. Exactly. Who's sorry now? That's right. Crop dusted a many lovely maidens <laughs> just for pissing me off like that. So when you, they called someone over, so the, the, the hot, say, okay, so. So you call the hot chick over, hot chick comes, and you just kind of let her into the line, or she tries to break through the she line? She had to try to break through. Yeah, so there was okay. a lot of clothes lines right. involved. Yeah, exactly. Except okay. when it was the girls, it was like, oh, no, we accidentally hit you right about chest level. Weird. Oh, no, <laughs> I accidentally grabbed some of your boob. Oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. That happened. Um, so, so we played Red Rover 2, but it was... It was Red not Rover Two Electric Boogaloo, or yeah, we, Red Rover Two Electric Rovaloo. <laughs> Rovaloo. Uh, we we would play that, but it was more so like when people came over to the to try to break the line. I mean, they came to try to break the line with like the force of a thousand hammers. <laughs> like it, it was like you were throwing like bows. And like forearms to faces and stuff like that. Jesus, like it got intense. It wasn't yeah, football was, practice; it was recess. But no, it turned into intense scuffling, which resulted in many, many playground fights. In uh. uh, Red Rover, that kind of led into. It was very similar to King of the Hill. Did you play King of the Hill so at school? King of the Hill refreshed my memory. So King of the Hill, basically, you established whatever it is, whether it was... Oh, I thought you were going to say dominance. <laughs> you, <laughs> you established dominance by pissing on the person next to you. <laughs> yes. Your ultimate goal is to become the alpha male. And so you... 
you play the game basically on a hill. It doesn't even have to be a hill, though. It could be a. Eventually, it's a. It's a. It's basically a pile of your friends who have lost the game, and they just lay down, and you you, you go on top like, of them. Uh, you're like on top of them. Oh, so it's, like a, it's like a pile of dead bodies. Uh, but basically, so with King of the Hill, your goal is to dethrone the king that's at the top of the hill. So someone gets to the very highest peak of a hill, and then. Everyone else out there rushes him and tries to just tackle him and launch him off the hill. Good lord! So that you didn't play this at all? <laughs> it, that does not ring a bell. I'm sorry. It sounds to me like this was not so much recess as is like <laughs> preparation for when you ended up in prison and you had like the time in the yard. I'm pretty sure, like a lot of the. Um, a lot of the Hunger Games was modeled after <laughs> the things I did on uh, in Warren Consolidated Schools. So yeah, uh, King of the Hill was uh, great, dangerous, but it's those are some of the games. Like even Red Rover, King of the Hill for sure, but Red Rover. These are things that kids nowadays you would never see this done on the playground. Oh, good God, no! Not without a lawsuit. No, no, tons of lawsuits. Oh, lawsuits you, all around. Yeah, and there's no way that once you were eliminated, you would you know, lay down as part of the hill and have people, you know, climbing over top of you. It wouldn't happen anymore. No, unless you were laying on top of a hot chick and then you'd be like, yeah. oops, I just got to be Whoops. here. That's the game. Whoops. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So uh, King of the Hill. Going back to uh, Red Rover, it's, we established Red Rover 2, Electric Rovaloo. Electric Rovaloo. Elec- uh, Rovaloo sounds like the delicious pasta meal that would have come after Chicken and Cheese Day. Uh, chicken and cheese, and the next day it's Rovalu. Rovalu, Rovalu, get that tasty Del- Rovalu, delicious Rovalu. I believe Rovalu came with uh, some kind of red sauce, some kind of uh, some kind of white cheese. It wasn't mozzarella, but it was some kind of white cheese. <laughs> you hope it was cheese. Yeah, we don't know. That's right. We don't know. You never know what you're getting with the Rovalu. So, in addition to like those type of games, did you ever do anything like organize, like you know, uh, get kickball games or probably oh, not kickball. baseball or anything like that at lunch? No, not baseball. Baseball was uh, some of the stuff we did after school, but there was never enough time to get a full baseball game in. And as we've established in previous podcasts, if we didn't go nine innings, then it wasn't an official game. Like we were to the T with our baseball rules, even as kids. But kickball was a good one. Kickball was fun. Did you play kickball? Yeah, we played kickball quite a bit, actually. God, I loved kickball. Did you? Now, there were two different types of kickball that you could play. Okay. So there, <laughs> it's, it's not going to be another like street kickball or something. Okay. Like that. There's no one, no one got that injured playing. The kickball. He's got a shank. So. <laughs> So, as a pitcher, there were two ways that you could roll the kickball down. You could roll it down nice and smooth. So, it was just nice, smooth roll, straight down. It was on the ground. Or, you could roll what we like to refer to as the bouncer. <laughs> Do you remember this? Uh, I don't think we were allowed to use bouncers. Yeah. <laughs> So the bouncer, um, the bouncer was a fantastic, fantastic pitch. 
So basically, instead of just rolling it smooth down there, um, you would kind of you would give it a little bit of a loft. Um, and bouncers, street rolls, bouncers couldn't bounce more than about a foot off the ground, so you still had to keep it low. But it was very tricky to hit that. So a lot of times when we played and it was with like a mixed crowd where there would be boys and girls and people who didn't normally play kickball, we would, you know, us veterans would be like, hey, nah, next the, uh, next the bouncer. But when we were kicking it street kickball, bouncer was in play. And if you could time the bouncer correctly, God damn, could you kick the shit out of that kickball? <laughs> I mean, just launch it so it either screwed you over or you just launched the hell out of the bouncer back in elementary school i kick kickball quarter mile kick yeah <laughs> want to see me kick this kickball over the mountains watch this <laughs> kickball uh kickball was great and i loved when you were playing in elementary school uh and uh, out, out at recess and you knew the kids who like could just kick the shot of the yeah. ball so everyone played a little bit deeper um, but then those kids started uh, getting smart and started like playing the gaps and stuff like that yeah. like they, they wouldn't just back up and hit it as hard as they could they'd be like eyeing gaps in the field and just nailing it there because they were you know future baseball players or you get the people who would uh they as soon as the shift was put on where everybody backed up like 10 paces or something they'd just drop in like the equivalent of a bunt yeah, they do the bunt. Um, did you play bunts? Had to go past the, the pitcher, though. I think bunt we did. Kicks. That sounds yeah. about right. Now that you mention it, yeah, I, bunt I think we played go. like that. And then was there a hybrid of like dodgeball to it, or could you? Did you have to throw it to the base, or could you throw the the ball at the person? Uh, depending on how you played, I always we always played that you could also throw it at the person. Yeah. So I mean, you could legit you grab it and you could peg someone in the freaking head. <laughs> And just as the, like mid stride, just boom, they catch it. <laughs> man down, man down. <laughs> yeah, kickball. Oh man, kickball was awesome. I would love. I always see on like Facebook, Twitter, um, like people, like adults, will get like kickball games together. I'll see videos yeah. of this, and I'm like, oh my god, that looks like so much fun. Like I would love. To get a kickball game together with a bunch of adults. I would have to know the people that I was playing with, though. Because, like, A, I would either want to justify me pegging them in the face with a ball because they deserve <laughs> it. Or, B, I would know that they're not going to kick my ass in retaliation for doing so. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but I think every single person that I've ever known in my life, I could find one reason or another to peg them in the face with a ball. Absolutely. You, I could peg in the face, like, 20 times at least. You, man, you, you, you would have to get in line, my friend. There, there'd be people that's, I'd just, be, I'd be in the dugout and people would just be, be pegging me from the field. I'm, I'm not even in the game. They're like, we don't give a shit. What was that for? Taking the last chicken and cheese mofo. <laughs> what was that for? Breaking the chains. <laughs> Awesome. So we, we talked a little bit about kickball and crossing over with dodgeball. Did you play dodgeball? Uh, I, you know, dodgeball is one of the ones I can't remember playing at recess. I remember playing it in the gym, uh, but I don't remember playing it out at recess. I remember the first experience I had with dodgeball, we would play it in gym class in a middle school. 
but then we would also play it on the playground at lunchtime. Like, so for recess, we would go out and it would basically be a bunch of people lining up against the wall. And oh, you, yeah, you know what? A couple people it, would be like used as the throwers and you'd try to take everybody out. And this was like the first time that I was in uh, the Kapak. So uh, one of the first few days that I was in the Kapak and it almost felt like it was a, a gang initiation that I had to get up against the, the wall and either take it or catch it from like the biggest, toughest kids in school. Now, quick side note, was the wall the side of the grain elevator? No, it was not the side oh, of the grain elevator. Okay. All right. I'm trying. But if memory serves, the grain elevator was in sight from the middle school. So <laughs> probably was. Stone, so this was like, stone this, was initi- this was initiation. This is so what it felt to... like. I had no idea what I was being initiated into, but it was just kind of like either this kid can take it or he can't take it. And if he can't take it, then we're going to heckle him for the rest of our days. But That's awesome. As we established, I was country strong at that point. Yes, you were. So all it took was me catching a few dodgeballs and chucking them back at people. And, and I was able to escalate myself over or elevate myself, I guess, over uh, the other ne'er-do-wells. I don't even know now, if that's a word. when you uh, it, no, it, it, we're we're gonna roll with it. So when you said line up against the wall, it instantly hit me. I did do this, and I do remember lining up against the wall and uh, having to move out of the way. And you couldn't move too far from the wall. You still had to kind of keep the wall within a, a, yes. a certain distance of you. Um, but the guy, the people throwing it, could move all around. It didn't make any sense. Uh, now looking back at it, kind of at a disadvantage there against the wall. It was essentially a, a firing squad. <laughs> yeah, it was. It basically was. Ooh, yeah. man, dark. I remember I would like, squad. you'd kind of put your hands to the back of the wall so you could like feel the back behind you, feel the wall. Yeah, yeah. And then you'd kind of like reach over to your left or right and you'd find like the smallest kid next to you and you'd grab the nerd. here, you turn here and you're going to hit with that ball. <laughs> So it was um, dodge or or throw a person at the ball. Yeah, dodge or throw a person at the ball. I do remember that. Um, so now you're, you're actually uh, – now I'm remembering two. So using that, that same rubber ball that seemed to be universal for yes. so many games. I mean, what a, what, a, what a fantastic little piece of recreational material. I remember using that rubber ball for a wonderful game. That involved not one, not two, not three, but four squares. Oh, jeez! Did, did you ever play four square? No, I can't say that I did. You never played four square? I, I think that like people started getting into four square and I was just like, yeah, it involves math. I'm out. It did. <laughs> but it doesn't involve math. There's four squares. <laughs> There, that okay, you 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 win math. For that. Yes, there's four square. That's all the math that's involved. It's four squares. So basically, you had each square. Um, now, like the official rules for four square, each square was labeled a number. You had four, three, two, one, and basically, your goal was to work your way up to. I don't know if the fourth was the highest or the one was the highest, but you were supposed to work your way up to the the fourth square, basically. And anytime someone was eliminated, you moved up into their spot. 
So there'd be a line of people waiting to get into the Foursquare game that when someone got eliminated, they would join that lowest spot. And then eventually you would work your way up. So yeah, that sounds terribly complicated. No, it's not. It's not. So you're inside the four squares, and the way you get eliminated is you have to, the that rubber ball has to either bounce twice in your square or, like, bounce once in your square um, high up in the air, and then you don't catch it, and then you're eliminated, basically. Now, what was cool about street four square... Street four square. ...was that... All of a sudden, like it wasn't just you were trying to work your way up to the number four spot or the number one, whichever order it goes in. Uh, you were trying to work your way up to be the king. So it went like king, um, queen, or ace, depending on if there was a guy there. So like king, ace, and then jack, and then like joker, squire, or whatever. And so when you were brand new, you came in as like the squire and you had to work your way up. Now, let me tell you. This is some elementary school Game of Thrones shit <laughs> that was going on here. I'm telling you, like, Foursquare was the ultimate place for uh, alliances, backstabbing, betrayals. <laughs> what are you talking like, about? <laughs> so as the king, so you work your way up to be the king, right? As a king, you could establish new rules. Now, the basic <laughs> rules always stood. So the basic rules always stood. Um, those would never change. But you could then like establish other rules. Like you could like you could say like, hey, I can always just toss it over to my ace guy, and that's okay. Or like you could do all this stuff. So you would try to like work your way in with the king, like in like try to communicate and and try to like overthrow other people or screw over other people. I remember um, this one time I was like, I'd worked my way up to ace or vice president or whatever. I was right next to the king. I was his boy and I was like, yeah, I'm in. Then all of a sudden, like out of nowhere, like one of his buddies like pops in as like a squire and he's like, new rules. The squire gets to punch the VP in the face or something like in like you said the VP. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like I was, you know, getting punched in the face or a ball thrown at my face or, you know, you, you would turn your back for a second and then all the, you you think you were good with the king. And then all of a sudden the king does a little like, boop, boop. He just like dribbles the ball twice in your square. He's like, you're gone, man. And then you're (laughs) gone. And then it's like, like he killed you or something. Then you got to leave and go out to the back of the line and maybe try to form another alliance to overthrow that son of a This is the dumbest thing you've ever said. And you've said (laughs) a lot of dumb (laughs) I'm telling you this game was spectacular man you guys really. put way too much weight in in just <laughs> foolishness just tomfoolery and there's no reason for it no wonder um, you're such an introvert though so you say oh life sucks yeah you, you're playing game of thrones Foursquare. no wonder what happened when somebody came in with a dragon or, or as we like to call it just a pit bull oh because we're from the street yo yeah. this this you either stay there and take the mauling, or you're out. Go find another alliance. Uh, another alliance. Yeah, that stuff happened, but it was so much fun to the point where I remember uh, we made uh, we made four square courts like down in my basement, like out on the driveways. I mean, we played this shit all the time. You are out of control. Four square was hardcore. It was awesome. Wow, I had it. nothing even remotely close to four square. <laughs> That's just, 
that's some next level stuff. I know, right? Yeah. So, like, as we got older, I, I think past the point of like middle school, we did a lot of uh, playing basketball at lunchtime. B-ball. Yeah. 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 So I, I got to demonstrate my awesome hoop skills which usually involved a lot of flagrant fouls on people just for <laughs> no good reason other than like oh, i was trying to play the ball so i was trying to play the ball man well plus you're playing street ball i mean really no one calls too many fouls especially if you're were you playing post oh no we were playing this was inside in the gymnasium oh it's in the gymnasium yeah so gotcha. we had like a, a full court we could use Oh, gotcha. But I mean, were you still, did you position yourself mainly down low to, you know, throw the bows, get the rebounds, oh, no, knock, I, I, knock some heads? Uh, it's, you wouldn't believe it, but I could actually do some decent uh, point guard work and a little bit of, Ooh, yes. you, you were a PG just like me, huh? A little bit, yes. And uh, so it was awesome. a, a power, a, a point guard slash power forward. <laughs> That's a different combination. Yes, you, it is. You can... Go from point guard, you just skip forward well, altogether. It's go like to the power forward. it's like Magic Johnson was. Yeah, I guess so. So I could I, I could hit some uh, sweet behind the back passes. Look I could you. Uh, you know drop some dimes and, and I just lay out motherfucker. I was like you wouldn't believe. Now that's what you were allowed to do playing street ball for sure. And then I would get so upset at times that I would go over and I would punch the wall and ooh chaos. <laughs> They, young young Josh has some anger issues. Did, did you have that that cushioned wall with like oh, those same blue mats that they were just yeah. like kind of somehow everyone had, glued everyone up on the, the wall? Everyone had the cushioned blue mats. Yeah, so that we had the cushioned blue mats. So I remember punching it one time, and I was like, "Hmm, that kind of hurt." And Ooh. I play. I kept going the rest of the day, and like I was like, "Man, my hand really, really hurts." And I didn't think too much of it. Went home. Went to school the next day and it started swelling up a little bit. So I went oh. to the doctor. He's like, "Yeah, you you broke your hand. What did you do?" <laughs> oh, punched a wall. I just punched the wall. Yeah, doctor. He's like, "And you aren't in pain?" I'm like, "No, I'm in pretty good pain, but I mean, <laughs> what am I gonna do? I punched the wall. I'm an idiot." <laughs> oh wow! I can't assign uh, blame to anyone other than myself. Wow. Yeah, no, I, uh, I've, I, I've taken, uh, I've gotten injured a lot playing basketball. I played a lot in, uh, I played a lot of organized baseball, uh, basketball outside of recess. I got, uh, I at least two concussions playing basketball. Um, any of anyone who says basketball is not a contact sport, <laughs> there's Sorely a mistaken. lot of, there is a lot of contact in basketball. Uh, but going back to recess, I remember playing outside uh, basketball, and there were uh, there were actually two hoops outside. Uh, so it was like the playground top was probably about the equivalent of a full court, maybe maybe a little bit longer than a full court. Okay. Um, but they had they had a really really nice hoop on one end of the court. And then on the other end of the court, there was the just janky, what the fuck is this hoop even doing out here? It's a hazard. It could topple on someone at any moment. Uh, they had that type of hoop on the other side. So, yeah, there was the bad hoop. There was the good hoop. When you left, you tried to go for the good hoop first because no one wanted to play on the janky hoop. It was like, I think it was like 11 and a half feet. 
and it was tilted to the side a little Ooh. bit. Um, it, it was bad. Inevitably really from bad. somebody like with enough hops to get up there and grab the rim and like they yeah. just weighed a little too much and they should have let go sooner. Yeah. And it was like, it was bent and the backboard wasn't even a backboard. It was like a piece of like, it was a, the top to some Tupperware that someone put up there. And, uh, it was like, there was no net on it either. So if you shot the ball, like you didn't even know if it went through the hoop at all. Ah. It was just, maybe it did. Like if it was a swish, someone could be like, you just airball. You're like, no, I just <laughs> hit that shot. No, you didn't. So it, it was one of those. So anyway, you wanted to go to the good hoop, had that actual backboard. It was 10 feet. It was good. And I remember there would be times when there would be uh, this group of kids that would go out, like nice enough kids, like just wanted to go, you know, shoot some free throws or, or, or I'll just be or over play. here. I'm, I'm playing some basketball with my friends. Yeah. Like all they wanted to do, you know, they weren't like the most, the most athletic people. They were, you know, they were like the, the, the nerdy group, if you will. Um, uh, I did. Yes. That, that was me. <laughs> <laughs> and they, they just kind of, you know, they wanted to, to play too, but heaven forbid they play with, you know, us, you know, us ballers. So they would get out there and they would start shooting at the good hoop and we would come out and I would always feel so bad about this. Even as a, a young kid, I really felt bad about this, um, but I didn't say anything. Uh, my friends would be like, hey, nerds, like, like, we're, in, like we're in some kind of movie or something, <laughs> right? They'd be like, hey, nerds, why don't you get off the court? This is our court. And they would, you know, they would say something like, oh, well, we were here first. Uh, so inevitably, the next thing out of our mouth. <laughs> something that made sense, like we were here first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, inevitably, something would come out of our mouths. Not necessarily mine, because I always felt bad about this. But, you know, again, like I said, didn't speak up. We'd be like, uh, they would say, okay, well, then, you know, we'll play you for it. Which was just. Okay, they might as well just give us the ball. That's Aww. you know, it's it's one of those situations. There were always times where I wanted to like, <laughs> if this really was like, uh, say a, a '90s teen movie, <laughs> like I would have been like, you know what, I'm on their side, Aww. and like, and then I like join the nerds, and then we 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 beat all of my friends, and I say our court now, and then they're like, get the fuck off the court. <laughs> But anyway, I never said that. So we would always kick the nerds, if you will, uh, off the court so that we could have the good hoop. And then we'd send them to the janky hoop, and then they'd never get better because they're shooting at an 11 half crooked hoop that they don't even know whether or not the ball goes in. So, Poor nerds. I know. It was just, it was just a terrible thing. But I, that's what I remember from, from basketball recess. So did you ever try – I remember like when I was still in elementary school, uh, we would try to make our own quote-unquote video games. Where we would like uh, take notebook paper and we would like draw like what levels were and we'd cut out little characters that were supposed to like go through these mazes and stuff and we would try to like solve the maze and stuff. So this is this is funny that you say this because I, I don't have that that I did at recess. However, what you're touching on, I did a lot inside school. I used to have a buddy and we used to design these, uh, we used to refer to them as torture mage, uh, mazes. Ah, okay. 
torture mazes. So we would put these little stick figures. We would start them at the beginning, and we would have all of these torture devices that they had to oh, go Jesus. through. So this it doesn't, like, you're not going to end this story by saying that you fingered somebody's butthole, are you? <laughs> oh, uh, oh yeah spoiler, let's think about it spoiler alert oh no uh no we would we would we would do something similar we wouldn't have people like cut out and try to get through them we would just draw a bit of the maze and then hand it to the next guy and say okay what's the next torture room and then it was like a conveyor belt that ran these little tiny guys along the death maze and there'd be things that ripped them apart and they would they would be trying to ultimately get through it but never did yeah, um, and again, that's like something that you couldn't do today because people just a lack imagination and b there could yeah. have to be an app for people to to visualize it now. Ooh, hey, here's some money. Let's make the Death Maze app where you get to create your own torture things. Yeah, and we can like uh, sync it up with something from like AdamandEve.com, and we can you know <laughs> have a remote control what? butt plug going on or something. Uh, it's not like it's not sadomasochist maze it was just <laughs> you're the one who said torture, torture maze <laughs> yeah i think you you and i have different versions of torture well i'm God. just saying did somebody get indian burned or something no no one got indian burned. chinese finger cuffs no chinese finger cuffs did you ever do the thing where it's like hey what's on your hand and then you slap it right in the face <laughs> i had that done to me <laughs> I never did it to someone else. So those weren't the uh, those weren't the tortures that you're discussing. No, no, no. These were just you know drawing tortures that we did. Um, but let's go back to your video game thing. Yeah. So you would you guys would create little video game things. Yeah, we would do like little uh, you know like what it would look like on the screen, and we'd have we'd like draw out the little backgrounds and the the backdrops and whatnot, and we'd have like different like power ups and. Uh, somebody would like jump up on a ledge or something and they'd it would be like Mario where they'd like, Oh, I'm going to bust this block. It's like, Oh, there's nothing in that block. It, it was extremely <laughs> lame looking back. Oh, there's nothing in that block. Yes. You lose. Yes. There's nothing. In Actually that block. you hit the poison block. You're dead now. <laughs> yes. That, that was all the, the kids I didn't like. You hit the poison block. You're not playing. All right, so I didn't do something like that. However, I, this may surprise you because I just told you I'm, I, you know, I'm coming from Team Baller, Team Jock, tossing the nerds off the court. Uh, there was a time where I actually played Dungeons and Dragons. Oh man, I played me a little D and D. Really? And uh, we got so. Was this at into school? It. This was at school. We wow. just hung out in the corner. Were you the, a fifth level paladin? I, I see. I don't remember all that stuff. I just remember having fun, and we would hide off in the corner and you know roll our dice. Like the lunch uh, monitors, the recess monitors, mm. like legit thought we were playing dice back there. Like they thought we, were, like, <laughs> like betting and playing dice. What is this like, twenty sided no, thing? What is this? This doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's just Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons um, and, and Dragons, you, lunch uh, lady. Yeah, and then we would have a—I uh, don't remember what they're called. Like the, the like the main guy that runs it is it a dungeon master? Like yes, yes. Is that what they're called? Yes. Like the main guy who like tells the story and stuff like that. Yes. And the only thing that I remember from this, um, well, I remember a couple things. I remember I was uh, an elf. Um, I was an archer. Um, I had great sneaking ability. These are all weirdly traits that have carried with me onto Skyrim. I was going to say, it now, sounds exactly like your Skyrim characters. <laughs> I don't know if there's something to be 
there. But uh, anyway, it was a sneaky, arching elf. And uh, the one thing I remember from our adventures is there was one time where we came across like this huge, giant treasure, like of immense wealth. Like we were all set for life, right? And instead of us taking the treasure, we decided to give it to our dungeon master. Oh, Jesus. We said, we've decided that you're going to get this. And he was like, oh, thank you all so much. It was a very emotional moment for all of us. This giving is the this fake thing I've ever heard in my life. Giving this fake money to the dungeon master. Yeah. <laughs> oh. So I never got into D&D because it always felt as if like somebody could just be straight up pulling some terrible shenanigans. Like they didn't, they didn't appreciate the game at its core and they just like, didn't like someone. So every time they would roll the dice, like, ha, guess what? Nope. You didn't do it. You like, yeah. you weren't <laughs> successful. The, the well, Gargamel <laughs> killed you yet again. Well, that's the Gargamel. The Gargamel. Uh, were we playing Smurf? Yes. Smurf Dungeons? Exactly. Dragons? Well, that's why you, you had to put a, uh, you had to have a good dungeon master and then you had to put some points behind what you were going to do. Like I'm going to shoot my arrow. Well, if you roll a six, then you're going to hit him. If you roll anything else, you're going to die. See, I would have had, <laughs> so, that, I would have had that guy. You need to roll a negative 37 in order to <laughs> successfully complete this quest. See, but you could still have the, the Dick dungeon master. Yes. That would be like, you know, Oh, here's a treasure chest. Would you like to open it? Yes. You've opened it. You dead. Now your head is gone. <laughs> your head has what? been replaced by a chest. You can no longer speak the rest of the activity. Like, what? Come on. Oh, and no, you, couldn't you said that. You couldn't, you couldn't say that because you're a chest now. You, chest yeah, head. Yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't argue because the dungeon master just made you chest head. So, Son yeah. of a bitch. I know. Uh, the closest I, I came to that was the, the kids at, in my high school. Some would be playing Magic the Gathering. And... I always thought that they were big time nerds until later I got hooked on Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I oh god. See, now I never got into Magic the Gathering and that had to have been fairly late in your school career. Yeah. When when did Magic the Gathering come out? Uh, I want to say it probably came out like 92. So yeah. like that was my high school days. That I would have been a freshman in high school then. And yeah. I think it caught like it started really catching some ground as I was turning into it like a senior probably. Yeah. So I it, I always saw people playing, and I was like, it's so lame. And then a couple years out of high school, like I end up running in with some people that I would work with, and they're like, did you ever play Magic the Gathering? I'm like, no, that's totally lame. <laughs> that's totally lame, dork. But if you guys want to play it, I'll totally play it with you. <laughs> <laughs> so then you got your Magic deck up. Do you still have your Magic cards? I still got a lot of Magic cards. Yeah, I would sell them in a heartbeat if I could find a way to offload them. No one's going to buy those things. Are they worth at, money? Yeah, a lot of money. Really? Yeah, dude. They still run like big time tournaments on Magic the Gathering. Really? Did we ever? Did we bring up the when we talked on our one of our podcasts about cards? Did you bring up Magic the Gathering? I don't no. remember. No, because it was so. later in my uh, more adult life. It was post adult high collecting. Yes. yes, that's it. adult when you should be collecting Magic the Gathering exactly. cards as an adult. Yes, that's it. Loser. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right well i think that just about does it yeah yeah i mean uh, we, we we did pretty good covering recess absolutely right recess. right about uh, uh 58 minutes now so nice gave the people their their money's worth for the week we gave the people what they wanted 
Absolutely. Which was, which was Portland Frank. Portland Frank. Portland, Portland Frank. I'm Portland Frank. Yeah. I think we should have done Portland Frank like this past weekend and seen what that was like. No, you don't. You don't want to see Portland Frank. Uh, actually, over the weekend, I was, uh, I was um, out and about. Frank, I went. Uh, I went out to the coast. And then I went, uh, you know, to the mountains. It's uh, it's nice in Portland. You drive like an hour, you're at the coast. You drive an hour, you're in the mountains. Ah. It's really cool. Portland any... Frank was functional Frank. Did you see any Bigfoots? Sasquatches? Uh, oh my, I meant to take a picture. I stopped at this when I was driving out to the coast. Uh, I stopped along the way. And um, right outside of this little tiny gas station was just this huge Sasquatch. Oh, like, damn it. Huge silhouette of a Sasquatch. I was like, oh, Josh would love that. God, that would have been I awesome. Like, then I got distracted by something. <laughs> okay. And I never took the picture. <laughs> well, why don't that you tell the nice people thing. how they can uh, reach us on the media socials? Media socials, peeps. You can reach us on the Twitter. Tweet at us. We are at Nostalgia underscore Wax. We are on the Twits often. And just anytime we're on there, hilarity ensues. So join us in our follies and hoodwinks They're follies Are. and hoodwinks <laughs> and you can get us on the facebook as well facebook.com slash the nostalgia wax comment uh, anytime a new episode gets posted i usually uh, we'll usually update the the cover photo there and we'll be on there commenting so leave us some comments we will we'll talk about them here on the show you can also uh, subscribe and rate us on itunes and uh, give us five stars. If you're not going to give us five stars, tell us why. And even if you gave us five stars, tell us why you did that too. Leave us a written review and we'll go ahead and we'll read it on the show for you. That definitely helps us reach a much larger audience than my brother and yes. Josh's wife and Eric. Faux shizzle. <laughs> yes, we would, we would very much appreciate it. And uh, coming up as a, uh, a sneak preview for next week's episode Ooh, this is we're on episode 14 now yeah so oh yeah so 15 so that's oh yeah 15 we do special special things 15 portland frank <laughs> wow holy cow <laughs> portland frank has just fired the f up he's he's excited about episode 15 well maybe we should figure out what episode 15 is going to be before we say that but on episode 15 <laughs> We will also be soliciting your suggestions for nominees for our next Nostalgies. Oh, yeah. Should, uh, should we keep it a secret or let them know the year that the Nostalgies are going to be on? I guess it wouldn't be a secret because we're going to ask for their nominations. The year may involve the number two. Ooh, sneaky. That's it? Yes. <laughs> That's so it that for could, now. That could go a number of different ways. It could. It, it could. As we know, um, last last Nostalgies was the year 1988. 1988. Nostalgies. Um, so far, who who's winning for most awards and uh, nominations? I think it's still the Wonder Years. The Wonder Years, yes. So we <laughs> hopefully hopefully we'll have a year that can oust Daniel Stern. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to happen though. We'll see. They might have set the bar too high. We shall. But yeah, see. so we're uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna be reaching out then uh, via our social media and uh, asking for suggestions for uh, possible uh, nominees. Because it's it's fun when we do it, but I, I think there would be a little bit more fun when the peeps get involved. Yeah, 
Um, voting is still uh, is still going to uh, probably ultimately come down to our uh, super super secret way that we do end up voting. Oh, the, we're rigging uh, the audition out of that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't know, I think we've got a better system now that uh, that that I've, I've I've come up with. Yes, point totals, totally. Yeah, that's the way to go. <laughs> but uh, but odd number of nominees, right? For sure. Oh yeah, so that works out because we get. Uh, we'll tell. You, we are really talking way too much inside baseball right now. So Absolutely. I'm just gonna stop. <laughs> well, that just about does it. All right. Well, until next time, waxers. Wax, wax off. off. Why did you? Why? Why did? Why did you get delayed on that one? I wasn't. Are delayed. you still trying? Are you still trying to get payback for me? We were synced up. Oh, were we? In sync, buddy. In sync. Oh, yeah. It's not just for JT and uh, Chris bye, bye, Shazam. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>